Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Primal Potential podcast. I am uh, jazzed to do this. I'm recording this on a Wednesday night. Just got back from family dinner. We used to do family dinners on Thursday night. That's me and Chris and Roman, his parents, my mom, my mom's husband. But we recently moved it to Wednesdays, which is nice because Chris is off work on Thursdays. So it just feels like a nice kickoff to uh, a couple good days. And anyway, I'm sharing that because when we were driving home from dinner, I was like, oh, I'm really tired. <laughs> I mean, it's only, what, 7.20? Um, Chris is up putting the baby to bed when we're driving back. It's dark out. I'm like, Ugh. But then I said, if you can put the baby to bed, I'm going to record a podcast. And when I came in here and pulled out my notes about what we're going to get into today and the questions that have come in, I, I got a second wind. And I got a second wind because... This has probably been the week of the most questions, uh, at least in the last few years, at least. And I think a lot of it has to do with episode 951, which aired on Monday. So if you have not yet listened to 951, please go back and do so. Those of you that have listened either to all of the episodes or started with me back in the beginning in 2014 know that when the podcast started, there was a ton of science. Um, and I've covered those topics and those episodes so many times. And I also found over time that it's not that we need to know more or even understand more. It's that we need to get ourselves to a place where we're implementing more consistently. And so that's kind of why the podcast shifted. But I still am super passionate about science and metabolism and hormones. And so in episode 951, we went there, we went into the science. I had Dr. Sean Talbot on the show. As far as I'm concerned, he's genius level when it comes to hormones, metabolism, nutritional supplementation, the gut-brain axis, all of this stuff that is super fascinating in the way that it can change our metabolism and our body weight and our mood, the way that it can influence things like anxiety and depression that seem to not respond to anything. I mean, it's so fascinating. So we went there in episode 951, and I'm not kidding, I have easily gotten 150 questions from 951, uh, follow-up questions. And I think I might have said that we would do a follow-up episode. So we're going to do two things today. I'm going to tackle those questions. And the second, I, I put up a question box on my Instagram stories, and before I could the, the stories expired before I could answer them there. So there's a handful of questions about my third book that, and my process for writing and the, the work ethic and the discipline there and my strategies. So we're going to tackle both. And we're going to start with the episode on Monday and the questions about that. So please, please, please go back and listen to that if you haven't already because I'm not going to go into all of that here. I'll just give a short recap. What we talked about is the fact that Losing weight is absolutely influenced by what you eat and how you move, your, your fitness, what you do for exercise, that sort of thing. But those aren't the only levers to push. And a lot of times what happens is people get very frustrated that they make changes to their nutrition or they get more active and they're not seeing results. Or they consider themselves like generally a healthy person, but they're carrying this stubborn weight that doesn't seem to respond to anything. And we talked about 
a lot of the other factors there. And one of my big takeaways from interviewing Dr. Sean is that we don't necessarily have to be so strict and so stringent on the food front or on the movement front. What we really want to do is moderately optimize for this multifactorial approach, which includes the microbiome, it includes stress, it includes sleep, it includes inflammation, as well as nutrition and movement. And there's some new research that came out. It's not, it hasn't even been published yet, but it's, uh, it's open source, which means that even though it's yet to be published, uh, it is available to the world. And um, what it shows is that when your microbiome, so all of the bacteria that live in and on you, it's not just a gut thing, it's a whole body thing, it's your skin, it's your mouth, it's, you know, it's everything. When it is optimized, we see fewer cravings, we see uh, an ability to burn fat, we see a less likelihood of storing fat, we see fewer cravings, we see hunger that's manageable, all of these things. And I've talked about this in other episodes of the microbiome, researchers, without ever seeing a patient, without ever knowing their height or weight, just by evaluating their microbiome from, say, like a a cheek swab or a stool sample or something like that, can determine if that person is overweight or lean because of the microbiome. And so based on a lot of this new research, we were talking about a trial that I was a part of. It has now concluded. It was uh, December into January. It was a five-week thing where not only were we optimizing and making some changes to nutrition and movement, which we talk about in episode 951, there was also a supplementation component uh, and, a, and a brand new product that represents the new research that is a phytobiotic, a prebiotic, a postbiotic, and a probiotic. Listen to 951, I'm not going to go into it there, but what I am going to do is answer the questions, okay? So you need to have listened to 951. You might even want a refresher, but let's get to the questions. So with this product that we talked about that was part of my trial, not the be-all, end-all of the, of the trial, but part of it, somebody asked, uh, because there's a probiotic in there, does this mean that I should stop taking the probiotic I'm currently taking? And my answer there was no, and here's why. If you tell me that you are taking a B-complex, you know, a a vitamin that is B1, B2, B3, B6, B12, and then I said, you know, you should take vitamin D. If you said, well, I'm already taking a vitamin, so should I not take that since I'm going to start this? I would say no, because I'm telling you to take vitamin D. You're already taking your B vitamins. Vitamin D does something different. Probiotics are the same thing. You can't say, well, I already take a probiotic because it's a different strain. Just like vitamin A is different from vitamin C, vitamin D is different from vitamin K, uh, the same thing is true with probiotics. So I don't know what you're taking. I do know that the product we talked about on 951 that was part of the trial, not the be-all, end-all of the trial, but part of the trial, uh, is a very, very specific strain to body composition and weight management. Most probiotics out there are going to target digestion and immunity, which are very, very important, but that is quite different from weight management, uh, body fat reduction. I take, this would be my third probiotic. So I take one uh, that is just called probiotic, and it's for digestion and immunity. I take mentibiotics. That is targeting hormones and anxiety and depression, sort of like um, happiness 
and that sort of thing. And then I take this new one, GBX Fit, that we talked about that has a strain that is for weight management. So that's that. All right, this next question was kind of around the mindset of it. And I'm going to paraphrase here, not, not read the question verbatim, but somebody reached out and said, what mindset would you recommend for somebody who is going to take this? Because this person shared that they, they don't want to go into the mindset of like, oh, this is the magic bullet. I'm going to take this supplement and all of my weight is going to melt away. And my, my answer to that person, and I'll, and I'll share it here as well. I reached out to that person individually also. This is where honesty and intellectual maturity comes from. There's not anything in the world, not any supplement in the world that would help you lose weight if you were freebasing Oreos and Doritos, right? That's just not, that's just not the way that it works. So you have to be honest with yourself that body fat reduction is multifactorial. And the great thing about this product is that it tackles a lot of the things that nutrition and movement aren't going to touch. But in this trial that I was a part of, Yes, I am down 14 pounds uh, after really struggling to lose any of the weight after Roman was born, um, 14 pounds in five weeks, but I also made some changes to my diet, and I also was moving more consistently than I had been before. So you just have to be very intellectually mature and honest with yourself to say, there's not... You can't freebase Doritos and Oreos and go to the gym every day and see the results that you want to see. It's just going to take a number of things. So this is tackling certain components. It's helping with the inflammation component. It's helping with the gut-brain axis component. It's helping with the uh, gut permeability component, which is really important. It's helping with the appetite component. But you have a lot of other things that influence your body weight that you're also going to have to work on. Uh, the next question says, what did you experience? What did other people experience? So uh, initially, I, I think I hear my baby crying. It's all right, Chris is with him. That kind of distracted me for a second. So initially, in combination with some dietary changes, which I talked about in a previous episode, but I'll kind of summarize here, uh, I started having a protein shake first thing in the morning, like right when I wake up, because the particular protein blend kind of helps you preferentially burn stored fat. Uh, and I, I was having just that water and this particular protein powder. So that's, you know, maybe 100 calories or something. And then just my regular coffee until my protein smoothie, which is a more robust thing later in the day. It impacted my milk supply. So I started adding like some coconut milk and some other stuff to that morning smoothie, which made it more calorically dense, but it didn't impact my milk supply because exclusively breastfeeding, I had to prioritize that. So the, the most significant change was adding the supplement. Uh, I did clean up the nutrition and really kind of work to have fewer treats and that sort of thing and the, adding the protein in the morning uh, as opposed to having my green protein smoothie maybe at lunchtime only. Those were the nutrition changes and then getting more consistent with the gym. However, I'm not doing any CrossFit or high-intensity training. I'm exclusively doing weight training right now uh, because that's, that's what I want to do. That's got nothing to do with the trial. The trial is kind of more about 
exercise in general, but I'm not doing any high intensity stuff because it just doesn't feel good right now. So after, uh, Roman was born in May, so he's eight and a half months old now, and I just really struggled to see any kind of weight loss. And that, you know, a lot of women find that breastfeeding makes them drop the pounds really quickly. There's probably half of the women out there who don't experience it. And I was fortunately in that camp. Uh, so I was pumped to drop pounds in five weeks. The 14 pounds in five weeks to me was like a, a huge, huge win. Um, there were a lot of people in the trial. And, and of course, I don't know all of their results. But a few people have shared them publicly. So I'll go over just a couple of them. A woman named Michelle. This was five weeks. So it was December 1st to January 6th. She was down 15.2 pounds, lost 10.5 inches, and 2.5% body fat. And that, again, that December 1st to January 6th is through the holidays, right? So that adds some other factors. Uh, another woman, Laura, lost 7.5 pounds, 6.5 inches, and 1.2% body fat. She noted that uh, she didn't have any cravings and that her brain fog cleared up and she's sleeping a lot better. And then uh, Andrea, again, these are just people who posted this publicly. Uh, there are people in the trial that I don't know anything about because uh, they didn't share. Andrea's down 9.2 pounds, 12.5 inches overall. She noticed like much less inflammation, especially uh, in her face is what she posted about. Uh, more energy, more motivated. Uh, and other people are commenting that her skin looks much brighter and more clear in the pictures. I can certainly see that. She didn't note that, but I certainly see it in the pictures that she posted. Um, so that's, that's what I can share with you. Uh, da, 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 da. Is this something you'll have to take forever or just for a while? The answer there is I don't know. And I generally feel that way about every supplement that I take. For example, you guys know I'm a massive, massive fan of Relief Plus, which is an all-natural anti-inflammatory, largely because I had some knee pain that was just really, really bothering me. It started at the end of my pregnancy with Roman, or maybe right after he was born, I don't know. Um, and I feel that inflammation is the starting point of every disease, and a lot of times it's a problem way before we feel it or know of it. So I started taking that. My knee pain went away. I could theoretically stop. You could too. But because I personally believe that inflammation is a huge thing, I'm going to continue taking it. Well, GBX Fit is something different. You know, if, if uh, six months from now I'm at where I want to be in terms of weight, maybe I'll stop taking it. And then I'll see how I feel. If I notice a shift and I don't like the shift, then I can start taking it again. But the answer is I don't know and I don't try to figure those things out ahead of time. And I don't think you have to either. Uh, somebody said, I ordered it. Any tips for using it to get the best results? I think the big thing is to, to not expect it to compensate for eating crappy foods and being sedentary and stressed out and not sleeping enough and all of those things. Listen to 951 because we... Dr. Sean and I talk about some different strategies, but while you're doing it, if you're going to spend the money, make an incremental improvement. You don't have to go all or nothing in improving what you eat or how you move, but be 1% better today than yesterday in stress, in sleep, in food, in movement. Like start, start doing improvements. Don't expect it to do the heavy lifting for you, this, this supplement, because it won't. Uh, it's really expensive. Do you have a discount code? I do. Discount code is Benton, like my last name, B-E-N-T-O-N. -E and that saves you $10 off on your first order. Um, B-E-N-T-O-N. -E I'll put that in the show description as well. But here's what I recommend. So 
if you buy two, it's cheaper than buying one per bottle. So do that, obviously, especially because they have a 100% money back guarantee. So buy two. But the other thing you can do, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this, but uh, I tell people this when they reach out to me. On the website, Amari's website, you can do what's called bundle and save. So essentially you buy like a pack of something. Uh, so that's like maybe two products or three products. And then what that unlocks for you is to get a seriously deep discount on three other products. So that means that GVX Fit goes from $69.95 to $40. Bucks. So that's kind of a no-brainer. So I always say bundle and save. If you have questions about that, you can message me. I'm not going to go into a lot of that here. But discount code is Benton. How much do you take and when do you take it? So the instructions on the bottle are what you need to pay attention to. It says, you know, if you kind of want to be more aggressive, take two. If you are cool with just taking one, take one. For the duration of the study, I took two, so two per day, and I took it once at lunch and once at dinner. Now I'm taking one per day, uh, but I, I absolutely, I could keep taking two. I just have other supplements and things that I take, so I'm taking one. It's totally up to you. You could take two a day for three months and then go to one a day. You could start at one a day. It, there is no magic number there, so whatever you want to do. What is the protein you mentioned in the AM? So it's the same one that I've been talking about for almost three years, GBX protein. I like it because it's formulated for the gut-brain axis. That's what GBX stands for. So it's got your prebiotics in there. We all need to be more intentional in one way or another, or in many ways or another, about the health of our microbiome because that's what impacts cravings and hunger and metabolism and mood and energy and so many things, immunity. So for me, that's just kind of a no-brainer, plus it's the only one that I think really tastes very, very good. All right, so those were the only questions that uh, they all fell kind of in those themes. They were all different variations on that that I wanted to uh, tackle here. I also wanted to answer the questions that I missed on my Instagram story, sorry about that, about my third book. So I was sharing, if you didn't see this, uh, if you don't follow me on Instagram, at Elizabeth Benton, that's kind of where I share what's going on in my day-to-day -day life, how I, I don't know, keep myself focused and motivated. I shared that I got this year calendar. So it's a whole year on one, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's one big sheet of cardboard and it has the whole year. There's a phrase and I can't think of it, but it doesn't really matter. You get the point. And what I'm doing is I got these stickers, these tiny little dot stickers. And every time I work out, I put a blue sticker on the date. And every time I write for my third book, I put a red sticker. And so I posted a picture of the calendar and an explanation of what the red sticker was for, which is writing. And I was talking about how I didn't get off to the best start in January with my disciplined writing habit. Um, I've just found it harder with this book because, of course, Romans here. Uh, when I wrote Chasing Cupcakes, I was single, living in my tiny house. When I wrote Tools for the Trenches, um, I just lost Dagny, and then I was pregnant, but still, it was just, it was me. I had my time for myself, and now Roman owns most of my time. So I, I asked what questions people had about the third book, and uh, uh, not surprisingly, they're kind of along the same themes. When will it be out? What is it about? Uh, how do you find time to write? How do you stay on track? So when will it be out? I'm guessing unofficially January of next year. So January 2023, that's, that would be amazing. Uh, I have to really stay on track. What is it about? 
It is about getting consistent for life and finding a way not to create circumstances that don't get in your way, but to through a, there's a particular framework in this book that we will use to apply to everything that threatens your consistency. So whether that is your schedule, a lack of motivation, taking care of other people, apathy, like I don't really care. It's going through a specific framework for making sure that the things that currently get in your way don't get in your way anymore. Um, I'm sure that when I describe it in six months, I'll describe it a little differently, but that's, that is the crux of it, the high level where we're at now. I'm super pumped about it. This is always what I intended to be my second book. I never, of course, intended to write Tools for the Trenches. That came out of life and circumstances and struggle and hardship. Um, but this always was what I intended to be the next book. So now it's just number three instead of number two. Somebody commented and said, um, you're the most productive person I know. What's your writing routine or schedule? And I, I kind of chuckle at, at the compliment because um, I was so much more regimented and on track with the previous two books because I didn't have a, you know, an eight-month-old uh, being a full-time mom and nursing around the clock and all of those things to contend with. But I am still proud of my consistency and my process. And one of the things that's part of my routine now that's helping is having this calendar. So it's a wall calendar that is in my office and I put a red dot on every day where I write. And some days that's seven minutes and then Roman starts crying and I have to go upstairs and be a mom again. And other days it's 20 or 30 or 40 minutes. It's usually not more than that, but that's okay. It doesn't need to be. I can write a book in blocks of seven and 15 minutes, just like I can my first two books where my blocks maybe were an hour or two hours or three hours. It still can get done. The key is that I don't get frustrated. That is what threatens progress. And while, yes, I'm talking about the book, this is true of anything, getting out of debt, losing weight, improving your relationship, you name it. It doesn't matter so much how much time you have to give it in a day. What matters is you don't get in a place of drama and judgment over that. So I'm not threatened in writing this book by the fact that, or I should say, writing this book is not threatened by the fact that my writing time is sometimes in increments of seven minutes or less. What threatens the book is if I get down on the process or myself because of it. Does that make sense? I have to embrace the fact that this is going to look different. And it is absolutely possible to write a book in 7, 10, 20, 30 minute writing sessions. I'm also doing some things to make sure that I can have a little bit more time to write once or twice a week, but it's okay. It's And it's the same thing. Like if you have seven minutes to work on anything, that is better than no minutes. The threat is if I say, oh, well, I only have seven minutes, so it's not worth it. Oh, well, Roman will probably wake up any second, so it's not worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it if I have one minute, two minutes, seven minutes, or 77 minutes. And I keep that attitude with me with things like workouts. Today, I wanted to get to the gym before dinner because I knew that after dinner, I wanted to record this. And I was probably in the gym for like 22 minutes. 
So I drive 10 minutes to work out 22 minutes and drive 10 minutes home. That's okay because 22 minutes is better than zero. And I believe that five minutes is better than zero. So one of the questions is how do you stay on track with your writing? I'm not. (laughs) I'm not on track. I'm not on track. But one thing that I do is I check in with the goal every day. Even if I didn't write yesterday and the day before and the day before, I'm still every day checking in with, okay, the goal is to have the manuscript done by XYZ date. This is a revised goal because I had a different goal that I had to revise and that's okay. But I'm not just once a week thinking about it or once a month thinking about it. I'm checking in with it every day. And in addition to being flexible with the fact that my writing blocks are going to be different, I'm also constantly saying, well, what can I shift so that I have more time? So I got back to batch recording and now I'm batch writing emails so that I can have smaller blocks of time for things. Like it used to maybe take a week to write four or five emails just because I'd be doing it here and doing it there. Now I'm saying on this day, the only thing I'm doing is writing these emails. And then it's done in that day so that uh, Thursdays specifically, just I feel like I'm not being specific enough to be helpful. So on Thursdays, Chris is home. I'm guaranteed that I can write. Instead of having Thursdays just be dedicated to the book, I'm having Thursdays be dedicated to basically everything else I have to do. So one, the first Thursday of the month, I'm brainstorming and outlining the next month's podcast episodes. The next Thursday, I'm recording them all. And what that does for me is for the other six days of the week, if I have 20 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour and a half or three hours, I can write. And I'm not going, oh, but what I really need to do is write these emails. Oh, but what I really need to do is record these podcasts. I'm batching in a place where I know I can work all the other things that could keep me from writing. Because the fact is, if it's record a podcast or write, I'm going to record a podcast because I have a schedule and that is not negotiable. That is something that people are actively expecting. So by batching that, I have this other time and the, the free time that comes up throughout the week, I can sit down to write and not feel like other things are competing for that time. So I'm not on track. That's that. I forgot to tell you what we're giving away today. We're giving away, of course, GBX Fit, the purple pill that we talked about in 951 that hopefully you all heard about. Sorry, I didn't mention that at the top. I can say this is probably the last time I'm going to give it away uh, because Chris, like with Edge, is going to go bonkers if I give all of it away. Um, But I'll put the link to it in the show description along with that coupon code Benton so you can check it out if you want to. The two-pack is cheaper. Bundle and save is even cheaper than that but the coupon code Benton will save you 10 bucks on your first order. The winner for it today is GrumpyCat4499. GrumpyCat4499 is the username that left a review of the podcast. Email me if you are GrumpyCat4499. Email me, Elizabeth, at Primal Potential. Tell me you were the winner for episode 952. Include your mailing address, and I will get the GBX Fit out to you ASAP. I'm going to go have a glass of water and take myself to bed because it is that time. But I will chat with you soon. If you have any other questions, let me know. Every single Saturday we answer your questions, so I would love to hear from you. Take care. 
Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.